Welcome to Partner Ops Partner. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton, and this week is week 11. And okay, this week is week 12, but I am just now recording week 11 because work, life, and the theme of our week, ADHD. Now, you might wonder why a work session, a series on the first 90 days at a new company, uh, very loosely based on a book that I've only read half of, would include a session on ADHD. Well, I gave you two clues already. This is the week after I should have recorded it. I've barely really read the book. I'm so busy working. And then the book that I was reading, while enjoyable, was really targeted toward people moving into a little bit higher role than I am with more resources and etc. And then this other part, ADHD. I have ADHD. I talk about this openly. It should not be a surprise. And so I'll warn you right now, if you uh, don't believe in it, if you think that you hear too much about it, you're welcome. This is going to be a podcast episode that is about ADHD, its impact on these first 90 days and some things in my life. Like if, if this is cool, it's fine. If you don't want to hear about it, turn me off, delete the episode, move on. If you're interested because maybe you think you have ADHD or you know someone who has ADHD or you just want to understand, you want to hear someone's perspective who is in that spectrum, please listen ahead. And if you know someone that it might benefit, please share. So I have to back up and say about two years ago, almost two years ago, maybe a year and a half, I've lost the date in my head, I got a loose diagnosis through uh, a therapy sessions. Um, and there's like general therapy, uh, specific issues and all that kind of stuff. But then there's also psychologists and like licensed clinical assessments you need to do. I, I just got kind of a loose assessment um, at, at a different time. And, and it was interesting. I did some loose assessment and that framework and seeing this other professional adult who uh, looked at me through that lens and gave me some insight. It really started clicking for me. And over the past year, uh, a little over a year, I am just been seeing things in my life line up more. I've always wondered if I might have ADHD, but I'm able to cope really well. Mask is what they call it. As a child, I was told I had a lot of energy. I was the rambunctious kid. I was always talking to people. I was always moving around the classroom, had a hard time sitting still. At that point, corporal punishment was a thing. I was in the principal's office for spankings like multiple times a week. Like I remember these things. And she was the sweetest, nicest lady. And I knew, like I really knew she hated doing it. And she held up on me pretty easy because I guess I was just a likable kid. Um, but it, it was a it was a thing, and then I've as an adult I realize now that like when I was a kid in the '80s, it was kind of a new ADD is what it was called then. It was a new diagnosis. It was the hip thing, and everybody was getting diagnosed and getting medicated, and that turned my parents off to the idea. They didn't believe it. Just another way to make money. Now uh, they still don't give it a lot of credence. Full disclosure there, but. Knowing so much more than we know about ADHD, knowing the prevalence in boys, knowing how it goes largely undiagnosed in girls, uh, knowing a lot more about the mental behavioral traits, having a lot more information about neuroscience and how the brain works, which is fascinating. I finally got this insight, and so much has made sense to me. 
for the past year. So what I've been doing is in light of having uh, what I would consider a, a professional diagnosis, but not one that I could, you know, pursue like a medication with, that helped me start to reframe a lot of things about my life, like a lot of things about my life. I could talk to you about specific habits that I would have during school. Um, one tendency is very common for people with ADHD is that we are deadline oriented. If you give us things without a deadline, you may never get those things. We are not always great at creating an internal sense of urgency for deadlines. We kind of need that expectation from other people. The other side of it is if the deadline is done by now without incremental goals, we will do it the day before it's due. And in a large part, we do it really well. And that's called masking. We may, not, we may not start that way as a kid. We might get better at doing it well because we learn what you're looking for and we hit those markers and then we want to exceed other people who may spend weeks on it. I largely got through college that way, definitely got through high school that way. That ability to, oh, there's a deadline, hyper-focus and get it done. And people will say that's a superpower, but I will also acknowledge that it creates loads of anxiety and loads of stress and has physical impacts and mental impacts on your body that aren't great. So that's one thing that I did. I've done all my life. Other things that I've realized I've done, I, uh, I talk in accents quite frequently if I'm writing, particularly if what I'm writing is not terribly interesting or is repetitive or feels kind of boring um, I can use the accent to speak. I wrote papers like this in college, especially for histories when I really started doing it with great effect and realized that that's, I know, I mean, I can almost remember the night that I started doing this and I wrote three or four papers in a single night, got the highest grades that I had all semester on these papers. But I would talk in an accent and just type and type down everything that I said. That allowed my brain to process, that allowed my brain to engage in a fun activity, speaking in accents for me, and also keep up with the typing and writing down so I wasn't I wasn't thinking necessarily faster than I could write which is one thing that's hard about ADHD is my my brain will move so fast through different topics that I don't have time to follow the trail if I'm writing a paper very difficult to like a big fat research paper like I did in grad school uh, just all of my classes were research oriented and I love the qualitative research I love the insights of theory and concepts but the effort to organize the work, so much effort, um, took so much energy. I think I watched The Lord of the Rings while writing papers, once again, creating a little bit of interesting distraction over here so I could focus over here. Um, that's another thing that I think uh, I've known ADHD people to do. Like that distinction there, um, probably watched that series nine or ten times all the way through. This is pre-Hobbit, mind you, uh, and with the extended editions. So... Those are just a couple of things. There's lots of other behaviors. There's lots of other feelings I could talk about. Um, feeling disincluded, uh, being able to sit in a room full of people and laugh and have a good time and feel like I'm not part of this moment. Recognizing group dynamics and politics and never feeling quite like I fit in with where I'm at. I'm constantly questioning that. Like, do I really fit here? Are these really my people? Can I really trust these people? Do they have they caught me? That imposter syndrome that loads and loads of people feel for lots of reasons, that's also really prevalent in ADHD. These are just some things. And I'm not telling you this so you can be like, oh, I might be ADHD. And in fact, I hear from people frequently like, oh, maybe I'm ADHD. And I think that's like any other disability, which I'm also having to come to terms with the fact that this is a recognized disability, is that like, don't say that. 
maybe. If you don't know, if you're really concerned, ask about it intentionally. Um, throwing that out there as an aside, it devalues the lived experience of other people. So I'm, I'm recognizing that as well and trying to live that into other things as well. But the reason that ADHD is the theme of this week is because last week, in week 11, as we've talked about escalation of ownership and engaging more deeply in the work and moving out of onboarding into like driving change, I got an official diagnosis that allowed me to try medication for the first time in a structured way. And it's, I don't want to say that it's magic, but to, I can't really understate the impact for me. I'm on a low dosage. I'm taking it very easy. But I was on it for several days in a row for the first time in my life. And even though I've thought through this podcast, I'm still having a hard time trying to put into words what it gave me. It helped me organize my thoughts. It suddenly made it possible for me to focus on something. And when something else popped up, I could just put it aside and I could keep working. Um, the amount of work I was able to get done increased. And I didn't feel exhausted or wiped or mentally tired at the end of the day from the effort to try to focus on the work that I was doing. I felt fully engaged. And I don't know how to properly explain that feeling, like inside your own body when you just, you can't focus. And this is, I mean, this is 40 plus years of being slightly distracted just kind of disappeared. And even as I talk about that, I don't know how to express what that felt like. And so week 11 for me was just different. Because my ADHD wasn't getting in the way quite the same way. It felt manageable. And I don't want to say normal because I think normal is, I mean, normal is normal, right? Who's really normal at the end of the day? We all, we all aspire to be what we think is normal. And I've never really aspired to be that uh, in a while. But knowing that I have these markers and these traits, knowing that ADHD has a neurological impact on how you literally think about the world and process information and your ability to put one thought together in another thought succinctly. One of the things, I'll say this, the other thing that I now recognize as a sign of my ADHD is that I have for the longest time, as long as I can remember now, once I got into college probably and got into this, I feel most at home right here right here on this microphone, on a stage, presenting or talking to people. And the reason I feel most myself is because all of those pressures, the pressure of being on stage, the pressure of being seen, the pressure of everyone listening to me, the fact that I enjoy naturally teaching people made public speaking. It made this public forum, this perfect place for me because all of those pressures work together in the right way to allow me to feel whole and feel present 
in a way that I just have never been able to do outside of this. And yeah, there's an acknowledgement in that. There's an acknowledgement that when I'm with my family, sometimes it's difficult. As much as I love these people, the wife that I've chosen to be with and the kids that we've chosen to have and this family we've chosen to create, it is sometimes difficult to give them my attention because my brain is just running hot. And I, I understand more about that now. And so to come to come last week to finally get this dosage, to finally figure out the process, because it's not easy to get diagnosed. Honestly, it's, it can be difficult to find an assessor. It's, it's an expensive thing to do at times. Mine was $350, and I felt like that was a steal based on the pricing that I've been given before. To find a general practitioner that would really quickly work with me on that diagnosis and not give me a lot of hassle. Like, I've, I've been fighting for months to make this progress, and then there's just obstacle after obstacle. And then the thing you can't do with somebody that has ADHD is say, well, here's another thing you have to do, and it's a task. You need to remember to do X, Y, Z, because I won't remember. Out of sight, out of mind, man, I got I got like like four or five tape measures for that reason. That way they're kind of planted. Uh, there's a place they go now, and that helps. But like, I, I like they need to be everywhere, so I don't have to think about it. So I can't underestimate and I can't understate the value of having support and help for the first time in my life when I could go to work for a job that I genuinely enjoy and not have to fight myself through the more mundane parts to get to the interesting stuff that I could fully engage in all of it and and get a lot done. So last week was revolutionary for me in a lot of ways. And again, I... I'm waxing on about this. I don't know if you care. Trying to resolve myself to a point. This is a much longer episode than I intended. But if you know somebody that thinks they're struggling in a severe way, please encourage them. And maybe the thing you can do for somebody with ADHD is actually help them. Help remind them or help them find those resources because it is not always easy. And the lack of solid executive function, that's the big kicker. The solid executive function which is what keeps me in operations. I I can't ignore bad process because my brain won't let me. Bad process is boring. Boring things physically hurt. I don't want to waste my time. Ergo, I've worked in operations for years. Help these people. If they have been talking about it, see what you can help them find out. Offer to make phone calls. Do what you can. And if it's you, I would absolutely encourage you to find some support, some kind of help. Because it, it hits all of us differently, and some people are more in, more deeply impacted than others. Um, I do feel like I, I'm, I'm not like not like what I've seen in other people in terms of impact of quality of life. I do feel like I've been very successful otherwise, and I have found a lot of ways to cope or mask. Um, I am not one of those people that also feels like this is a superpower because I don't feel like I've had control of it very often in my life. But... There is help available. It is a spectrum. It ranges. And I think it's worth your time to figure that out. If I can help you with that, um, I mean, I'm not a professional in any way. I can't do diagnosis. I can only share my journey, which is why week 11 has been all about ADHD. Getting support for the first time in my life allowed me to have a week at work like I've never had. I went to work feeling like I could do my job not overwhelmed by the scope of some of the things that I have. That's a big thing for me. Um, I love to do big things and big challenges, 
but I felt competent and capable and drove those things without that anxiety of fear of failure because that buzzing in my head. And again, this is not about uh, the buzzing in my head, the distraction, the inability to focus creates that concern. Um, and now I see it for what it is, and that's that stuff's gone. Not entirely, but the but it's dulled out, and I can focus and get things done. So, week eleven, ADHD. This was much longer than I anticipated. I I hope that it's been useful for you, listener. It's useful for me just to tell you to tell someone, because I need to speak my truth. And if you've been listening any sense of time, you know that that's critical for me. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming. Stay tuned. I do have week 12 coming up as well. I'm going to release these both at the same time, probably. And then the special bonus episode is still being, uh, it's in post-production, which means I just haven't had a chance to put it together and get it polished up the way I want yet. Thanks for staying tuned. Thanks for listening to this point. Reach out. Let's be real friends. Let's go from parasocial to uh, remote social friendships. Uh, Yeah. That's it. Thanks for coming. Have a great week. Good luck partnering.